Hey everyone, Jeff Woods here. Two things before we dive into the episode. First, we are hiring an amazing community manager, and we would love for this person to come from this community right here. If you are someone or know someone who loves to create amazing content, who loves to engage with a community and wants to manage all of the content creation for the business, then please go to the onething.com slash jobs. And that's with the number one in the URL, the onething.com slash jobs. And also we are on a mission to getting to know you better. And we put together a quick quiz that literally takes less than a minute to complete. If you've not yet done this, please go to the onething.com slash podcast quiz. It'll help us get to know you better so that we can cater the content accordingly. With that, let's get into the episode. This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name's Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at the One Thing team. In the last episode, you got to meet Tony DeCello, someone who has 25,000 hours as a coach under his belt. We talked about how you can amplify your accountability. And you got to hear a live coaching call that he did with me. If you missed that episode, go back and listen to it because in this episode, you're going to see how I already put it into action and started using it on the woman you're going to meet today. One of the things that we know is that the majority of our audience has a very strong professional focus, whether you're a business owner, an entrepreneur, an executive, or a leader in an organization, or whether you're an employee looking to climb the ladder. And we know there's also a certain number of you who are a stay-at-home parent, where your one thing is your children. And as we know, my my wife's a stay-at-home mom. It's the hardest job in the world. You've got more than one thing going on at any time, and it never seems like you're in control of your time. Today, you're going to get to hear a conversation with a woman who's one of you. She's a stay-at-home mom, a mother of three, and she has responsibilities supporting her husband's business. And for years, she has struggled to balance it all. The first half, we're going to talk about what her journey has looked like. And the second half, you're going to start to see the tables turn where I start giving her some guidance. So we would really suggest that you invest the time in this episode because if you do, I think it'll really be worth it for you. And if you have somebody who you know who struggles to strike that balance between the home and work, please share this with episode with them because we know that it'll make an impact. With that, let's get into this conversation with Rachel Benson. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like breakfast on the go, lunch, snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash ONE50 and use code ONE50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Rachel, when I read your email, I was really moved 
you know, the, the, I think one of the cool parts about this show is it's not always us featuring big names. That's not what it's about. It's about showing what it looks like to actually live the one thing, which what's, what was going on in your world when you decided you wanted to live your one thing at a higher level? So I am a stay at home mom and I help support my husband in his business. And we have had some uh, pretty big goals with what we want to accomplish. And I'm the kind of person who, if I get a goal in my mind, then it can become all consuming. And uh, that has happened so many different times in my life. And in this last instance, um, it really was work was taking over my entire life. And, uh, you know, I look at uh, in the book, it talk, talks about the seven different areas of life. And even on one of your webinars, uh, even before I discovered the podcast, before I got plugged into the community, I did that. And it was sad. I was just very depressed um, at how low I felt that all the other areas of my life were were operating. And even work itself, uh, since it felt so out of balance, it didn't feel that that awesome in my experience of it. And so I would say that that's where I was at is work was overtaking my life. Uh, my family, my kids were getting enough attention. I didn't enjoy, I wasn't enjoying my life, even though we were getting some results in business. It was not, uh, it wasn't worth it, I guess, in a holistic way. From my pers- own personal experience with my wife being a stay-at-home mom, I know it can be isolating sometimes. Did you feel like you had the support group around you? As a stay-at-home mom, I did feel isolated. I have a lot of wonderful friends in other areas of my life, uh, but for me, being on par with my husband in our business goals, I didn't know anybody else who was living their life at home in such a pro- proactive way on purpose, and uh, so I did feel alone with that. You sign up for Living Your One Thing, and You've got access to everything that you could possibly need to take control of your time. Were you getting results right away? Absolutely not. <laughs> and uh, that is because that's because I was still the same person as before that I, I kind of did whatever hit me in the face first or whatever I thought sounded interesting or different. And, uh, and so even though I had the login, I had the, the password, you know, I, I didn't make it a priority uh, because everything else in my life was still clamoring for my attention. And so, yeah, it, I was still the same person. I hadn't changed from the, you know, the person who signed up for a dollar. Okay, now I'm actually going to carve out time to actually look at the material. Well, it didn't happen in the first week or actually the first three months. Okay, so what was that pain? That pain that was happening in your life that made you say, I have to make a change that ultimately led you to to say that uh, you, you wanted to work with us. What was that pain for you? I would say the pain, the pain was, I just did not feel, I did not feel alive. I felt scared. I felt exhausted. Um, I was involved in a lot of different things in my life with, you know, with our church, with, uh, with business, with my kids, so many different groups. And I just realized that my whole focus of the day was surrounding business. I didn't have any goals with our kids. Our kids were more of a keep them occupied so that I can focus on business. I I feel like that's what my mindset was like. And it it, it was uh, just stealing life from me. Got it. I'm just trying to understand because I know you're not alone in this. And 
I feel like it's our duty to tell people like we love working with people like you, Rachel, and and we want people to be really clear that when they do, you got to show up. It's not like all of a sudden you make an investment in yourself and just you are in a hundred percent control of your time. There's no silver bullet. I'm trying to understand what was going through your mind those first few months that stopped you from taking advantage of every resource that we provided you with. Yeah. I think that even though I had read the email, I signed up for the dollar. Um, I think it was still kind of unclear on what my first step should be. I mean, it makes sense. My first step should be just to log in, right? But but I think I was thinking even longer term than that. Like, I wonder what what is even offered here. I specifically, for whatever reason, without that clarity, um, maybe I didn't feel that that driving passion of oh wow okay let's get started. I think that was, there was still it was unclarity, and actually it was about um, so the months went on, three months went on. Every month I kept thinking oh man I was charged again. I still haven't done that yet. I wanted to do that. It was really important to me, and yet then I think then I was stopped by well I'm not exactly sure what to do, and I didn't you know, time block some time to say, okay, I got to figure out what do I need to do to see if this is a good fit for me. So I guess that was still a question mark, like, okay, is this a good fit? Because I never actually went on and checked it out. So then the the pain of racking up, like I, you know, three months. So, and realizing, okay, I can't keep doing this. I can't, I can't keep spending money without, you know, utilizing it. And so my first thought was maybe I should just cancel because I don't want to have to keep spending money. And obviously I just don't, I must not have the time to, to put forth into this in my life. And, but then I had that second thought, um, because I've, I've had people do this to me before where they just say, ah, I don't have time to come to your class. Oh, I don't have time to do this or that. And it's like, I, on the other hand, on the other side of them know, wow, this could really change your life if you just made a priority. And so it's like speaking to myself in that moment and knowing if I, I know this would change my life if I could figure it out. And so I didn't feel right about, about canceling without actually seeing, could this be what I need to change my life? Mm. What I'm hearing you say is you allowed life to get in the way and you continue to realize that you were investing in something that you weren't taking advantage of. And your natural reaction was to just cancel. And yet something in the back of your mind says, there was a reason I signed up for this and I need to give it a shot. Is that correct? Yes, and in what you sent an email to huh. me, and and that was I just laughed. I just laughed. Are you talking about? An, are you talking time. about an accountability email? Uh, it could have been. It was one that had a, a that said, "Hey, we noticed that you haven't accessed the training, <laughs> and yeah. we care about you." And uh, you know, reminding. So, why did you sign up in the first place? And so I watched that, and I was like tearing up. Like, yes, I know. I know why I signed up and I know that if I don't take action, um, nothing's going to change. And I didn't feel like that was okay. I didn't, I knew something had to change because I hated, I hated living that way. Well, for the people who are listening to, to fill you in, I mean, we, we do something that is very contrary to what most membership based businesses would do. When you're not interacting, we email you and we call you out. And a lot of people would say, don't do that because then you're going to remind them that they're not using it and then they're going to cancel. And, and we say, screw that. At the end of the day, we're in the business of serving you. We're in the business of saving you time. And as your accountability partners and getting results, if you're not engaging, 
It's our obligation to stand up and to raise the red flag and say, hey, there was something that's going on in your world. There's a reason you're listening to this podcast right now. There is something that's going on in your life that you are thinking that by following this, that you might make progress. And we've got to guide you there. So I'm curious, after you commit yourself to diving in, what starts to happen for you? What have been some of the shifts that you've noticed? I'm not a, a person who naturally thinks and acts or a priority. That has always been a challenge for me. And uh, that is, I'd say, one of the, the biggest things that I've learned and I'm learning as I'm consuming the content. I'm just learning to think differently. Uh, you know, every morning when I'm listening and ingesting it, it's just helping reframe my whole mind and how I'm thinking about my life. And so instead of now just thinking, oh, I just have a little time to do this or that, I, I'm connecting it to, okay, what am I doing right now? How is that going to affect these big rocks that I'm, I'm uh, choosing to, to push forward? And one of the biggest things that I uh, implemented uh, pretty much right away is a 66-day challenge. And uh, so I've been working on this for about a month. I think I'm halfway through and every night before I go to bed, committing to spend at least five minutes thinking through the next day's priorities. And so, you know, I do the, do the 411. So that's at the beginning of the week, thinking about my big rocks and, and how I'm going to get those done. But then I found for me, I had to think through my next day. And it, when I do that, when I think through it thoroughly, like down to every 15 minutes for me, how I'm able to make choices that help set up the rest of the day for success. And when, when I don't take that time to think it through, I just don't automatically, I can't automatically think that far down the line uh, just naturally. I have to be very strategic about that, I've learned. And by the way, folks, if you're interested in getting a copy of the 411, go to the onething.com. That's with the number one in the URL. Click on free stuff and you will see the 411 there so that you can get a copy and start using it as well. One thing that we've started to witness just from interacting with enough people is that most people's calendars don't reflect their goals. Their calendars reflect other people's priorities and all the unimportant things that they don't, they don't really move the ball. And as a result, they move through the day doing the stuff that doesn't matter, hoping to free, the, free time up for the vital things that matter most. How has this shown up for you? Have you started to make changes to your calendar? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, uh, and I was, I was that, and I was that person, even, even in my role, uh, to help our, our business, I would find myself doing the, the non most important things first, and then hoping to get to the most important things at the end. And then they wouldn't always happen. And it's just, it's funny how that, uh, just, there's a gravitational pull there unless you're very proactive. So I had an example, it was pretty early on in this, in this process, so maybe about a month and a month and a half ago, um, I had a friend who had texted me, hey, do you, do you got a minute? Can you, can you talk? I, I have something I need to talk with you about. And she kind of told me a little bit of what it's about. And my first instinct was, well, sure. And, but then I had to take a step back and I just, I got that gut feeling in my stomach like, ugh, this is not this is not a good use of my time with what I need to be doing with precious time. Cause I knew I only have an hour left to, to do these big things for the business. And guess what? My kids are coming home and I'm going to have to make dinner and all these other things. 
and I knew that this is precious time. And so I, I had to, I had to uh, text her back and say, I'm so sorry. I'm not able to do it right now. What about, and I pushed it a little bit to later in the day when I, was, I could call her when I was picking up my kids from school, you know, waiting in the car, some easy time I can make calls that weren't my one thing. So it turned out that she was able to actually talk with the right person she should have talked to in the first place, which wasn't me. By the time, you know, three or people around, she didn't even need my help anymore. And it, was, it felt like a victory to say, okay, I, I didn't have control of my time. And look, it, just what Jeff said would happen is what happened. So, What were your emotions when, at first, when you said no? Did you have any doubts or limiting beliefs? I think I initially thought that she might feel like I was not uh, caring for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not making her important, but then I, I just had to fall back on the truth of what you taught and to, to choose, well, what, what's best for me. And, and it wasn't that I wasn't saying, no, I just, I said, we, I have to do it a little bit later today. So that, yeah, that was, it was good. It was hard at first, but I just had to take that step of courage and stand for myself, basically. How did you feel? When later that afternoon, you discovered that she no longer needed to talk to you at all because you were not even the right person to begin with. And by you simply saying no, you subtly empowered this individual to find the right person and to get the, the, the answer solved themselves. So good. I, I think I just kind of jumped joy inside like, oh, good. <laughs> I'm I'm glad that because it was a little bit of a sticky situation. I was like, oh, good. She she took care of it herself. You know, that's so cool. Well, you know, the, the thing that Rachel's mentioning, we we talk about this regularly. If you say if somebody asks for your time, and it's not your one thing, there are ways that you can politely say, "I can't right now. I'm so sorry." can you circle back with me tomorrow? Or can you circle back with me later? Or even in your case, you offered a time for later in the day. I wouldn't be that nice. I would make them circle back to reschedule with me. And what happens is most of the time when you do that, you're asking for an escalation of commitment for them to have to remember to circle back with you on this. They, they want the answer now. They're going to go find it from somebody else. And most of the time, they don't even need it to be you. And even though this was like a 20-minute little window of your time, Rachel, it's not the quantity here. It's what it represents. You have the ability to say no. Right. Right. And guess what? Yesterday, I would say, was the best day that I've ever had in terms of working door to priority for the two-hour block of time that, that I work on business stuff in the morning. And, uh, you know, before then I'd probably been working maybe like 75% in order priority, you know, like uh, quite a bit, but not quite. And yesterday I would say it was, it was close to 90, 95%. And, uh, and I even had a time toward the end of the day that I chose to check email. I chose not to check email first and it gave me so much more peace. I just had so much more peace throughout the day, uh, because I knew, okay, I did what I could on those big rocks. And then the afternoon it was, it was a lot less intense for me. Yeah, instead of trying to fit another phone call in, you know, on the way to go get the kids or on the way back, you know, which is not, not awesome. Um, I chose to listen to an audiobook, which was so much more peaceful because I'd already focused on those other conversations I needed to do. 
And I was able to engage my kids in a much more peaceful way because I got to enjoy enjoy listening to a book instead of trying to make some more phone calls. So I, I wanna, I'm curious because the whole reason you started this journey is because you're a stay-at-home mom. Your, your one thing is your kids, yet you're supporting your husband in your business together. And you found that the business was stealing from the true one thing. That's why this whole journey began. What does that look like now? Now that you actually have a model to follow in terms of managing your time, do you find that you're striking that counterbalance better? Uh, I still have a long way to go. I am doing I am doing a handful of things, which probably are the one thing that is helping me. Um, and I'm excited just to continue to get better and better. But what I am doing with, because I still have my daughter in the morning and she, I usually work for a couple hours. She's the kind of, kind of person, she's four years old. She's the kind of person who is really independent. And so, you know, she can uh, keep herself occupied while I, I do some work. But I have realized I must be spending time with her, playing with her um, in the morning. Um, otherwise she, she doesn't feel cared for. Mm. And uh, so that's something that I've implemented before I go do any of my work. I make sure that I have been on the ball with my morning so that I can carve out, you know, 20 to 30 minutes to play with her before I say, okay, mom's going to do her work now. Okay. You go make your phone calls and she does. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I still, I still am figuring that out of how to, make truly make my kids my one thing um i i would say that has been something that my heart has kind of pushed at a little bit and that that's you know for a lot of other reasons can i give you some guidance here yes do you think that you only have one thing oh no <laughs> yeah and and this this is one of the greatest misunderstandings it's the one thing at a time for your moment right then there is a certain point in time in your day rachel where your kids are your one thing your one thing is to be present with your daughter and playing with her and there is going to be a certain point in time in your day and like for my wife i know it's when our son goes and takes a nap she's got about a two-hour window where she can get her most important work done. It's those slivers of time when all of a sudden you're applying what you've been learning. You go through your 411 and you look at your priorities for the week and go, great, let's start at number one. And you act in order of priority. And then it's time to pick the kids up from school and you're present with them. And then later in the evening, you've got that those little slivers of time when you're giving yourself permission to check email. You're constantly asking, what's the one thing I can do right now? Such that by doing it, everything else is easier or unnecessary. Does that shift things for you? Uh, it does. It does help. I I guess my my first gut instinct is, I wish I didn't have to bounce back and forth between all these different things. You know, I'm just like, I wish I could. I, it's like, I wish my daughter was old enough she'd be in school. Then I'd have all this time. And, and yet that wouldn't necessarily change me. It, it would give me more, more leeway to fail and not have to be as strategic. That is, that is one thing that I've realized the blessing of being where I'm at. Because sometimes I, I think I'm frustrated about my life as a stay-at-home mom and trying to juggle all these things. 
And yet I realized what better opportunity for me to grow in these things. If I did not have to be super strategic on every minute of the day, uh, I wouldn't be. For sure, I wouldn't be. And I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have such a big driving force of why I am going to get really good at living my priority, which is going to make my results in my life and work go so much uh, bigger. And uh, my trajectory is just going to be much different because of this time, this training field for me. Uh, even though it feels heavy and it brings me to tears a lot, I just know that I'm growing in ways that I, I would not have to grow if it was so just easy. My schedule was a lot easier. Let me ask you this. How long have you been committed to going through living your one thing? Like really committed and, and taking action in it? I, w- I want to say three months. Three months. Okay. So we know it takes on average how long to form a habit? 66 days. 66 days. So 10 weeks. That's two and a half months. That's the average. Depending on how complex the habit is, it can take anywhere from 18 to 254 days to make it a habit. You said, Rachel, thinking and acting in order of priority does not come natural for you. Is it possible that this habit may simply take longer than 66 days to form? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because my whole life, my whole life, I've been spending living the other way. Right. So you've got decades of reinforcing a habit of reacting to whatever comes your way. No priority, just reactionary. You're breaking and rewriting the rules for that. It may feel hard now. What my hope for you is that you realize that you're powering through the habit curve. What is the mark of success? What's the one thing you can do, the action you can do every day, such that by doing it would make thinking and acting in order of priority a habit for you? I really think it's what I'm doing right now, which is each night uh, thinking through, okay, what are my big priorities of the day? And then how can I arrange my, my day in light of that. What I'm hearing you say is you look at your 411 and adjust your calendar to make it reflect your 411. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, and that's the other thing is my 411, I I am just doing baby steps. So I realized today on, you know, what is my yearly goal? Well, guess what? I only have one goal right now, that's a business goal. Uh, monthly goal. I only have one goal written down, that's a that's a business goal. And then in my week, I, I have, it's mainly business, but then I realize, okay, these are some things that are important to me personally that I want to uh, push forward. So I, I think that, I think that then, you know, in the evening when I'm looking ahead to the next day, I'm thinking, I'm thinking in terms of business and personal, but yeah, I don't think I really have clarity on what I want to grow and uh-huh. personally or spiritually or anything else. I still, I think I'm still focused on business uh, a lot. I'm. I'm just... Uh, can, I, can I bring out the accountability moment? Sure. <laughs> I'll be nice. Do you remember what the purpose of the 411 is? I mean, I'm assuming it's to help you know your, the big goals for your life. To have... The, exactly. The long-term ones. To have clarity on your priorities. Do you have clarity on your priorities? Not all of them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So that's where we begin then. 
because when I hear you say that you've got one goal for the year and it's business, and I know business isn't your one thing, which tells me your 411 does not reflect your priorities. Yeah. So here's my suggestion for you. Go to the start here section inside the platform and follow it. Complete it. Do it. We have laid it out for you on a silver platter and we know it works. My question for you is you've now been 90 days into, quote, being committed to following the training program. And from my perspective, it's 90 days that you weren't actually committed. You told yourself the story that you were committed because you started taking action and you're already starting to see results, which is amazing. I'm loving your story. And I know there are so many people who are listening to this who are inspired, yet are you doing it the best it can be done? Absolutely not. Nope. What's the consequence of that? Well, I'm still not clear on on my priorities. That lack of clarity, what pain is that creating in your life? Exhausted. I'm still I'm still exhausted. I I'm much I'm doing much better, but I'm still I'm still not there. Well, here's 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 the message that I want to share with you. I give you a big hug and and, and like twenty high fives because you have done the hard part. You got started, especially after, you know, months of being in and and telling yourself the story, feeling bad because you weren't, you know, giving your, guaranteeing yourself a return on your investment. You stuck with it and you actually committed to start. I really respect you for that. And you've gotten results just off of that alone, which is amazing. And now as, as somebody who really cares about you, who knows how hard it is for a stay-at-home mom to strike that balance between being present with the kids and, in your case, supporting the family business. I know what's possible for you, and I am unwilling to allow you to settle for limitations when I know what's possible. I would love that. I, uh, I, I think that I've talked about not knowing what to do, what's the priority. I think that you know, I've asked myself the questions, okay, yeah, I'm going to... I'm doing, I think I'm doing the best I know how, you know, I think, okay, I'm going to sit down at night and think about my priorities and, and that activity is, is helpful. Is it the one thing uh, that's going to make everything else easier and necessary? And I, I, I don't know. I, I think that there's, there must be some other habits that I'm missing that could be the one thing, even though I thought this was the one thing. I'm still not there. Well, you said something really important there. I'm doing it the best that I know how. You already acknowledged the fact that one of the reasons you decided to work with us is because you wanted to surround yourself with people who knew how to do it better. Yeah. Where does that knowledge live? Where's the system completely laid out for you? Well, on the website. There you go. Which you've got access to. I, 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 you know, for, it's, it's for you to go on your journey to identify what the habit is. What I can tell you just from watching thousands of people go through this, and you're, you might already be doing it. For some people, it's the simple act of looking at their 411 every day. If they look at it, 
they get the X on the 66-day challenge calendar. Because simply looking at it is going to, you're going to feel one of two things. One, you're going to look at it and realize, I'm not doing my most important priorities because you're actually looking at them. And in the back of your mind, you're going, yeah, that's that's the priority and I'm not doing it. And that's enough personal accountability. And the other side is you're going to look at it like you've looked at it currently and gone, something's missing. This doesn't feel right. It's not actually my one thing. That simple action of looking at the document will inform your next step. And I think I think I need a better document to look at. <laughs> Great. Is there a video somewhere that would show you step by step on how to complete your four one one? Well, I watched it. I watched it just a couple days ago. <laughs> Great. So, what's the one thing you should do at this point? <laughs> Take some time to figure out what. What are those things that are really important to me in other areas of my life and make it make it be a true four one one, not just one for the business side. So what I'm hearing you say is that you watched the video but you didn't actually implement. I watched the video, got some ideas and let it simmer. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't uh carve out more time to figure it out. But I did I did notice when I was going through there and I watched the case study and uh that you've done and I just realized, because I, I looked at mine, and I thought, yeah, there's a lot missing on mine. And so now the trick is taking that awareness and then putting it on my calendar, right? And this weekend, my husband and I are doing our first ever um, goal-setting day. Yay! And so, so grateful for that. Uh, back when I started listening and consuming the content, Chris noticed that I, I was speaking differently and he was, I think it brought a sense of accountability to him, like, oh, my wife's learning all this stuff. And, uh, <laughs> and so he started to, started listening too. And, uh, uh, and consequently then he, he has a, a big network. And so he's been sharing about it and I share about it with all the people that I, I get in contact with. And it's just, it's amazing how even as, as imperfect as my progress has been, it's, so it's just, it's changing the foundation of who I am and, and it's making a big impact in, in our whole circle of people. Well, and that, and that one thing I really want to reinforce there that you said, Rachel, it's so important. You embrace the failure every single day. For you who's listening to this, where in your journey to mastering your time, are you expecting perfection? Are you expecting that all of a sudden you time block your entire day and that you follow it perfectly? Are you expecting that all of a sudden you be the type of person who says no to everything that's not your one thing? Are you expecting that you silence email until your most important priorities are completed? That's amazing. I love the thought of it. That's thinking big. And now it's about giving yourself permission to go small. To make the mark of success something that you can do because you're going to fail every single day. That includes me. That includes Jay. That includes Gary. Every day, something happens where we are not perfect. That has been so hard for me uh, to, to be able to look in the mirror and just say, wow, I am not good at this. And to keep trying to keep just, you know okay, what can we do tomorrow? How am I going to continue to tweak this? And uh, just what's the little step I can take tomorrow toward the right direction and, and trusting that over time I will continue to grow and I am. Can I offer a suggestion? 
I don't ever want to hear you say I'm not good at this again. Yeah. Because it's not true. The road to mastery is a journey. It is not a destination. When I hear someone say, I'm not good at this, that's like they've arrived at the destination and they have been judged and they, yep, nope, you suck. <laughs> you don't. Yeah. Probably my, my internal judgment there. Well, no, and here's why I'm loving this conversation, Rachel, because you're saying what everybody's thinking. Yeah. You're saying out loud all the things that people doubt about themselves all the time and they don't have the confidence to say it out loud. And I would, one of the just most surprising gifts of this show has been the ability to air those types of thoughts because people suddenly realize they're not alone. Yes. And that's that's the message that I has helped me to realize that I I'm much like everyone else is by hearing other people being vulnerable. So I hope I can give that gift to somebody today. And we're in it together. Yeah. So here's here's my question for you. What are you committed to doing? And committed, I'm not saying the, oh, this would be nice to do. You are committed. I.e. you don't get like, tell me what it is. In fact, we're going we're gonna to make this interesting. Tell me what it is. I think the first thing is, is getting a, a clear four-on-one. Okay. When will you have that by? Let's say how many days? Sunday morning, because we're gonna we're gonna spend time this weekend talking about our big goals for in all the seven areas of life. Okay, excellent. On our little retreat. Once you have your four one one completed for the first time, what's the activity you will commit to doing every day until it is a habit? You said looking at it. Maybe that's a good idea. Okay. <laughs> Hey, I love it. I, and you know why? The focusing question is, what's the one thing I can do? Such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary. Can you look at your 411 every day? Yeah. And Excellent. I, and I think just to look at even the night before and take a look at my next day's priorities in light of it. Yeah. Well, the, kind of the, what I'm already doing, but with the clarity of the 411. That's right. The bar is you look at it. You're going to exceed the bar. You're going you're gonna to do more than that, which is great. Yet we're keeping the bar where it is. Now, here's my question for you. My challenge to you is first and foremost, I'm expecting an email from Chris on Sunday saying that he has reviewed your new 411. Okay. <laughs> what will the consequence be if I do not receive an email from Chris on Sunday? Uh, we'll, we'll donate 100 bucks to uh, wherever you want to donate it. What's a, I want you to think about an organization that you despise. Oh. <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to say it out loud. Do you have one in your mind? Sure. <laughs> All right. So I'm getting an email on Sunday from Chris either saying, yes, it's done or it's not done. And here's a picture of the check made out to the organization. <laughs> Do I have your commitment on that? Yes. Because I'm scheduling an appointment on Monday, and if I don't have the email, I'm texting you. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's, that's phase one. Now, phase two, I want you to go to the onething.com, click on the free stuff tab, and I want you to print out a 66-day challenge calendar. Okay. For the next 66 days, do you want to include weekends or not? Uh, yes. Okay. You're going to look at your 411 every day. What's something that would mean the world to your kids? How old are they, by the way? 
six-year-old boy, almost seven, he's in kindergarten, and then a four-year-old girl, and then a nine-month-old baby. Okay, so they're old enough to, to hold mommy accountable. Uh, what is something that you all could do as a family that would mean the world to them that's within your budget? They would really enjoy going back to this bouncy place here in Omaha that's new. Bouncy place. Okay, do you, do you plan on going there in the next 66 days? Sure. You do? What's something that would be unique that you're not naturally going to do in the next 66 days that would be the reward for mommy having a successful 66-day challenge? Aw. Uh, well, I don't know if we would go. It's- cool. So it's the bouncy place. Now, here's the deal. On Sunday, or if you want to start earlier, you can, you are going to let them know that mommy has, is, is deciding to change her life. And mommy needs their help. And every single day, Mommy has one thing that she needs to do. She needs to look at her 411. And every night when mommy does it, she will put a red X on that calendar. And if they don't see a red X going up on that calendar, it's their job to grab your 411 and put it in your face. (laughs) And when you put together 66 consistent days of looking at your 411, the family gets to go to the bouncy place. And if mommy misses a single day, you don't get to go. Are you committed? Yes. That sounds good. I don't buy it. (laughs) Are you really committed? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I know you're a little under the weather, so I'm going to give you that. (laughs) I'm expecting Chris to acknowledge this. My my expectation is that Chris acknowledges this in the email on Sunday. Yep. You got it. I'm excited. I wish you could see my face. I'm excited to... Grateful with tears in my eyes. Grateful to have clarity on. I, mean, I kind of already sensed a little bit, but it was still unclear. So you helped it be clear of what I need to do and get clarity on four hundred one, and then just look at it. I mean, I think I, I think I might be making some things too hard for myself. Again, you are like everyone. Everyone tells themselves that they make it up to be this massive thing that they have to do. It's, it's an insurmountable task because they base it on what they f- guilt. They'll feel guilty if they don't do a certain level. And that's not the right bar. The bar is what's the one thing you can do such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary. You have committed that you can have your 411 updated by this Sunday. You will show it to your husband and you've committed that Chris will be emailing me. You have committed that you will be printing out a 66-day challenge calendar and that you will tell your kids that when mommy strings together 66 consistent days, you're all going jumpy jumps. (laughs) They're going to love it. (laughs) Normally for people who are listening, when you do a 66-day challenge, if you miss, you just pick yourself back up and you take action again. In this case, I'm raising the bar on you because I know you, can, I know you can do it and I'm unwilling. You're six months in now, three months of not even accessing the platform and now three months of kind of, of kind of ish accessing it. Enough's enough. I, uh, I did uh, help my son uh, think of uh, a 66 day challenge for himself. Oh yeah. What? And I- yeah, well, I think it may be uh, the bar is too high. Uh, however, it is either practicing a joke that he's already learned, appropriate joke a day, or uh, <laughs> learning a new one, or just telling one that he already knows to somebody. 
And uh, because he's the kind of kid who will slip into things that he thinks are funny and they're inappropriate or poopy, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so we still have it. He's done. He's done that. And he's, he's learning like, okay, I want to do this, but I still think some of it hasn't quite connected with him or maybe it still feels a little heavy for him, but he's, he keeps talking about my 66 day challenge. (laughs) What a wonderful opportunity for you to teach him how to set a goal and then to boil it down to an activity that he can do every day. And why doesn't he have his own calendar? and mark it off alongside with you because maybe there's a bonding exercise there. Mommy looks at her 411, he tells you a joke. Right, do it together. I think that's good because I, so he has his own that we've been marking off, but I think if I forget, then it's not happening, right? If I'm go. remembering, oh yeah, Ethan's 66. So, so I think that's right. If we just chunk them together, do it at the same time, then I think he will you will love that. I think that'll help him. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for sharing your story and for inspiring those who have been doubting themselves. I, I know you've given them hope and you've shown them that um, it's actually it's actually simple. You just got to get started. Well, there you have it. My conversation with Rachel Benson. <sighs> Folks, uh, the things that really stick out for me in this moment is first and foremost, you got to get started. What is that pain that's going on in your life right now that you are unwilling to accept? You know it's painful and you know you don't deserve to be enduring it and you want to make a change. You need to make a change. You must make a change. What's that thing for you? What would be possible if every day you had absolute clarity on the handful of things that you could do, the biggest priorities, that if you just did those things would make a huge impact in that area of your life that you're struggling? What would that do for you? So much is possible for you when you are willing to get clarity on your priorities and you're willing to start taking back control of your time. And that can be as simple as proving to yourself that you can say no (laughs) one time when somebody asks if you got a minute. It can come down to filling out your 411 and starting to make adjustments to your schedule. We know that if we were sitting next to you right now and we looked at your calendar, we would likely be able to find things that are on there that do not reflect your most important work. If you listened to the last episode with Tony DeCello, you heard him say, if your calendar doesn't match your priorities, then you are living in a hallucination. You are not living in reality. And if you think that your calendar actually reflects your priorities, you get to ask the question, am I on goal? Based on whatever today's date is, am I exactly where I should be in terms of progress toward my goal? And if the answer to that is no, if you have fallen behind, are you living in reality or are you living a hallucination? You got to hear at the end of the episode a little bit of accountability, which by now you're realizing is is not a bad word because you heard it. my tone. It came with love. It was founded in care. And there was some candor because we care. 
It's simply a matter of acknowledging reality. A question for you is out of everything you heard in this episode, what do you need to do differently? Out of everything you heard in this episode, what's the one thing you can do differently? Not need to do, feel guilty if you won't do. What can you do differently? And will you commit to doing it? Not tell yourself the story that it'd be nice if I hopefully get it done. You will commit to the point where Rachel is going to be having a chat with her kids, letting them know that they should get excited because 66 days from now, they better put their stretchy pants on because they're going and they're jumping at the bounce house. Do you think you'd show up with a different intention accomplishing your most important work if you knew the people that mattered most were watching your every move and would be utterly disappointed if you failed to take the right actions? This is the opportunity that's before you. Thank you for listening to this. If it has helped you, please share this with somebody who needs to hear this. And for those of you who are hearing this for the first time, we got more coming your way. Hit that subscribe button that's on your screen because we got two episodes that come out every single week and they'll automatically be downloaded to your device. And if this episode in particular has touched you, please leave us a review on your podcast player of choice. We love seeing your reviews come in and it really tells us which are the episodes that are hitting home. If you'd like to take the next step, you got two options. First, you can get a copy of your 411. Go to the onething.com with the number one in the URL. Click on the free stuff tab. That's where you can get a copy of the 411. You can get a copy of your 66 day challenge calendar. And if you click on training, you'll see the link for living your one thing, which you can join at the onething.com slash membership or by texting the word accountability to the number 33444. Thanks so much, folks. We look forward to being with you in the next episode.